This episode of Talk Fitness is in partnership with The Vitamin Shop, where knowledgeable health enthusiasts are standing by to help you thrive every day. I am so lucky to get to do this show, Talk Fitness, today because I get to talk to fantastic people, and one of them is the wonderful Hollis Lance Liebman. He is back. We're talking about his book, Complete Physique, Your Ultimate Body Transformation, Eat Clean, Burn Fat, Build Lean Muscle. If you missed our last interview, you can go to itsyourhealthwithlisadavis.com, and on the homepage, you will see Talk Fitness Today. Just click on the graphic, and you can listen. We talked all about the book. Today, we're going to talk more about the book. We're going to talk about the mental side of things. We're going to talk about emotional overeating and conscious eating and all kinds of good stuff. So, Hollis, welcome back. Oh, thank you for having me. And again, Happy New Year to everybody. And thank you again for having me. It- it's so good to have you on. You know, Hollis, you mentioned uh, in our last interview that you had been bullied as a kid, and I was picked on a lot. I was very skinny. I mean, skinny, 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 and very mm-hmm. uncoordinated. And I know I've mentioned this before, but I think uh, I might have mentioned this with you in another interview we did, but I not only got picked last, but they fought over who got stuck with me. So I was, and I went to the, Ooh. I went to school with the same kids, yeah, from kindergarten all the way through high school. And it really sucked because it seemed like no matter what I did, how I changed, I was still just like that uncoordinated nerd kid. And it really affects your self esteem. And I remember eating peanut butter sandwiches at night and trying to gain weight and this and that. And, and then my mother used to like hide junk food because she was super healthy, but then that led me to bad habits. And it's interesting how, the self-esteem and, and and my long story is trying to get to the fact that it's very easy to become an emotional eater when you have all these things going on in your life. And so I was curious about if that was something that happened to you or was it more that you turned to the bodybuilding? Because I know you mentioned that because of the bullying. Uh, you know, I, I don't think I'm unique that much in regard that many of us were, have been bullied. I think it's what we do with it in our lives. Look at you now with this, this very successful, you know, um, show you have. So here you are. I don't know where your bully is today, but here you are. So for me, it was, <laughs> it, it exactly. was, oh, really? for, for me, it was, um, it was never to get revenge on the bully, but I just, I just thought it was so cool that, uh, I just learned at a very young age that our body is the one thing we have control over. Maybe because of all the He-Man cartoons I watched and GI Joe and, uh, subconsciously all, all the muscle muscles were implanted in my brain. But when I saw a friend that I grew up with a workout one day and I never knew he had muscles. And I was like, wow, where'd that happen from? And I just thought it was so cool that all the anxiety and fear, because let's face it, that's what bullying does. Uh, I could put that energy somewhere else into a war against myself. And I use that word war because it was a war, a positive way of letting out all this, this angst and terror and horror into a positive thing of, of bettering myself. And, I just think that uh, bodybuilding, uh, the gym, writing, whatever your listeners might fall in love with is a very positive thing to place, displace negative energy. And uh, I'm fortunate I was able to marry my two loves of life, uh, of bodybuilding and, and writing. And here we are, and I have this book. Uh, and and then I learned from the master of writing, Robert McKee, the famous author of Story, uh, to tell the truth. You sign my book, tell the truth. And um, I asked him, what's the greatest lesson you can teach. That's what he wrote. And when I write, I'm always telling the truth. Even when I do my children's books, I'm still trying to tell the truth, even if it's a fictional medium. Uh, Tell the truth to me means let it out. Pull your heart out. Be real because somebody is going to feel as you do, and it's going to resonate with somebody else. And uh, 
tell the truth. I think writing is a very powerful, beautiful medium that can touch people. And people know when you BS them. And they know when you're being real. And life is too short. Why not be real? You know, I do want to have you on uh, my other show to talk about your children's books. I'm meaning to say that. So that's exciting. Yeah. So, you know, for you, I wish I had had that, you know, like I didn't, to me, what happened is when you, when I was made fun of for being an athletic, rather than being like, well, I'm going to prove to them I'm athletic. I was just like, okay, I guess I'm an athletic. And this is back in the seventies and eighties. So I, I just kind of turned away from it. And it wasn't until I was 17 that I started swimming we joined my family joined this club that had a pool and I was like, wow, I'm really good at this. And it kind of shocked me because I just thought I was such a loser, you know, and I was, <laughs> I was never good at anything um, in that regard, anything yeah. athletic. And I thought, wow, I wish I had discovered this sooner. So I'm so glad that you were able to go to the gym. I know you mentioned in our last interview about your mother taking you to the Y when you were 13. And that's when you started getting into working out. Whereas for me, I just, I shied away. And I think that's such a shame when that happens to a kid where they're not encouraged because they're told they're no good, right? So it's it's complicated. Well, yes, but but have yes. However, I would say uh, to me, I don't think it's as important as when we discover our passions, but rather that we do. So whether you discover it at, at thirteen point. or twenty-five, uh, you're doing it. And you know, some Oscar-winning actors and actresses started their careers very late and some early. And I think the point is that, that we we discover these things. In my case, I'd probably be dead or in jail if I didn't discover bodybuilding. Uh, I'm joking, but not really. But oh. <laughs> a positive place to displace my uh, frustrations as a youth. Uh, you know, and I was no different. But millions of people go through this. So I think what I'm trying to say is if you find a passion, something you care about, something that makes you put foot A in front of foot B every day, you owe it to yourself to take it to its fullest extent or explore it because you never know where it might lead. And I think that's very important. Yeah, that is true. And my love of swimming is what led me. And, and also my parents are very health conscious and I led me to want to work in the health field. And there's a lot of other reasons too, as well, but that was sort of that impetus. And you're right. I mean, it, I was 17. It wasn't like I was, you know, 110. So <laughs> I did discover it, but I want to go back as, uh, to the emotional eating, because I think that's something that a lot yeah. of people struggle with. Let's talk about that and, and talk about the mental side of things too, in your book. Well, yes. Um, the mental side of things basically, to me, is about fortifying the self. It's about, uh, in my case, you know, with these books, these fitness books, I'm always trying to outdo myself and tell the truth. So fortify oneself in any way uh, that one can. Uh, for me, that might equal taking a photo from my last year and saying I'm going to look better than that. Uh, it, it could mean being strong when you're going out with someone or friends that don't follow uh, your lifestyle. I've been on many dates where uh, uh, I'd have to <laughs> eat in, in the middle of perhaps making out or whatever. And, and uh, it's about being true to you. So the mental state is, to me, is just about what can you do to ensure your own success? And as I said earlier, I think you fall in love with it. You owe it to yourself to, to see it through. I was so... Um, Ted said on bettering the book I did prior to this that uh, I was willing to do almost anything, turn over any stone, leap any height I needed to do to do so. So the mental, the mental process is, is sometimes, you know, you have to go to a place that is uh, maybe a little dangerous or a little scary to you to, in order to harness the will and the strength and the power to get things done. And that's okay, I think, is, is basically... The great challenge of how good can I be? Very few of us in any endeavor, 
any of their baseball, race car driving, authorship, uh, whatever it might be. In my case of my parents, and I do believe I had the greatest parents ever, they were, I believe they found out how great a parent could be. And I, I just think, to me, that's a big thing in life is whatever endeavor, how great can I be? And when you fortify yourself with all these questions, uh, how can you not succeed? Uh, you know, that's really one of the best things that I could say about that. Uh, I will say this without putting another hat down. A former book I'm very, very proud of as well. Uh, they did not put the gorgeous female on uh, model on the cover. And I begged them. And I said, if you don't, because the book is for both sexes. Uh, it's not, I feel we'll lose half of our readership and it's not getting the book out, you know, to, 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 as uh, successfully as it could. And they went and published the book and I'm thankful and it, it was all good. And I said to myself that no matter what it takes in mental preparation for this book, you will have the female on the cover because she is as important as you to this book. And I fought and I begged for it and it happened with the publisher. So I might be going in circles, but mentally your listeners, do whatever you can to, to, to make your dreams and goals a reality. Uh, it's sort of like a uh, mental lining, armory, if you will, that you build up. And when you, you know, let's face it, everything in life worth having is tough. Everything. And we all question, why am I doing this? But when you have that checklist to go back to, the answer is so apparent and obvious. You continue on mostly on your journey. And to me, you know, without the mental, physical will not follow. If you don't have the mental down, of the why, then the what is not going to happen. So I think you got to check yourself. And, and, you know, it's like when you go into a store, uh, at least for, well, I don't want to sound sexist, but I think for men, when we go into Target, we go in <laughs> knowing exactly what we want. <laughs> we generally come out with a finite amount of items. Perhaps some females go in there maybe not knowing what they want and sometimes come out with a whole lot of items. Sometimes good, <laughs> by the way, and sometimes the man goes, oh, I didn't think of that. So I don't know what my point was with just making that joke, but I think when you <laughs> go into an endeavor with an exact uh, plan, you're going to get very clear and specific on what you want, and I believe you'll get more out of it. Yeah, I think that's such great advice. You know, I want to go back to this. Okay, so you have to eat while you're making out? Okay, we have to go. It's just like because you were going to train and you have to eat like a certain amount every hour or something because that's just stuck <laughs> in my head. And I, I, have, I know that if I didn't ask the well, audience to be like, what the hell? What's going on with this eating while making out stuff? <laughs> <laughs> that, that particular, that's, yeah. I was dating this one girl uh, one year and, uh, you know, we were kissing and make, making out and it was great. And my watch alarm, when I had, remember those? My alarm went off on my yes. watch, and she's like, what the hell? And I swear to you, I, I literally, I reached uh, under the seat and pulled out, like, chicken breast and rice. And she's like, are you kidding me? And I said, listen, I'm going to be basically in my underwear on stage in about five weeks. I've got to get my meals in. It's a little weird. I can't remember if we went back to kissing <laughs> after that. I might have had gum or banaka after the chicken got stuck in my teeth. But the point is, yeah. <laughs> that is what I where I needed to go to get my goals accomplished. And I was at um, my grandfather's funeral one time, and I remember I didn't eat for another hour and a half, and I remember the whole family was there, and everybody's staring at me. Now, my grandfather, who I was cl close to, passed, and, uh, you know, we're Jews, and Jews eat. That's what we do. Yeah, so I'm Jewish, too. I get it. <laughs> okay, you get it. There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, actually, my question to you is pastrami, corned beef, or brisket, if you can only have one. Which one? Oh, I like brisket. Nice choice. That's a good choice. <laughs> It'd be nice if we could both have that after this interview. Anyway, I digress. Yes. So, uh, 
but basically that's the, the point of that story was, you know, I stuck to my guns and I didn't eat until I was supposed to. I wound up winning the show. And, and again, I just knew at a young age, must do what you need to do to fortify yourself. The bully had taken so much from me. I, I needed to do something to, to build myself back up. And I just learned the mental keys, if you will, uh, to, to, to make things happen. I just I was willing to go places that other people weren't, go distances other people didn't think they could to get things done. Now, I know you want to get into... Um, and I'm, uh, well, I have to ask you, you about know, your grandfather's your grandfather first, because so I'm guessing that you didn't uh, engage in all the food and they were like, what's why are you not eating? Or did you pull out your chicken and rice? Is that what happened? What happened was we're all sitting at a restaurant. I, I, I had nothing. I think I had water. That's it. And then oh. an hour and a half later in the car, I remember I pulled out my yams and my chicken, I think it was, and, and I ate when I was supposed to. And uh, <laughs> I remember getting some looks. But I'll tell you something. When you're at a bodybuilding show and you do well, I case I won, and your father, oh, who, um, who, who was not always the most well-versed with word, verbiage, cries, you know you did right. Oh, wow. And that's what happened. That's incredible. Well, I think it's, I mean, it sounds like no matter what we're doing, we have to have that mindset and we have to stick with that, even if other people are going to give us funny looks. But let's talk a little bit about the emotional eating. How, how do, what do you, advice do you have sure. for people? Because that can be tough. Well, let's define it. Emotional eating is when we use foods to make ourselves feel better. And it's basically uh, eating our feelings or instant gratification. You know, we do this because we, we live sometimes in a cold world and we want to feel when we are stressed or anxious tired or sad, we want to, let's be honest, great food feels amazing, but only for a fleeting time. And then we're stuck with, you know, often guilt. Uh, I used to do a thing where I would cheat on my diet and there I'm using that diet. That was when I thought back then being a diet, a lifestyle. And I would say, I would punish myself. And I know some people do this is I would say, okay, Saturday night, you're going to cheat. You're going to eat. You're not going outside. And I would like uh, eat so much, and I would get myself an uh, upset stomach, and I would not allow myself to go out. And it's basically yo-yo syndrome, punishment. Uh, I was good all week. I was perfect all week, and then punishment. And I think to help people, we have to stop. Even now, it's brand new 2018, right? We have to not, we have to set goals high, but we not have to not over-expect things. We have to do 40 miles an hour. We have to do things slow. It's okay to wish and want, but I think to over-project oneself is going to set one up for failure. So what I like to do is to eat clean, whole foods, non-processed foods most of the time. And a couple of times a week, I'll have a cheat meal. Cheat meals are quite big, and that's a whole other story in and of itself. But the point is something really to look forward to. What we want to get to is purchasing, and that's when we basically eat when we're hungry. We eat when we're supposed to, you know, small meals throughout the day, which drives us to uh, do well through life, energy, so forth, and continue burning fat. And a big thing with consciousness is obviously being aware is the first step. But um, again, back to the mental acuity is fortifying oneself. So how long does it take really after work to cook rice in a rice cooker? Uh, I have a grill in the backyard. I throw chicken breasts on there. They're done in minutes. I microwave some vegetables. I'm not the healthiest way, but look, we're all busy and it's quick. It doesn't take long to put clean foods together. That, armed with the knowledge I talked about earlier about, okay, you're at work, let's say you didn't bring food with you. There's always eateries around us, and we can learn real quick about a healthy alternative in almost any kind of restaurant. So conscious eating is how we're supposed to eat 
eating when they're really hungry, we do, and not um, not rewarding ourselves with potentially damaging uh, poisonous food for instant gratification. Two big differences in eating. It is. And you mentioned the small meals. So what, what do you recommend to people? Like how many meals a day? I recommend to people, and I always have an analogy, because at first if I tell people how many they go, really? Uh-uh. A bridge is sturdiest, not with two points, but with four or five points pillars that support the bridge. So four to five small meals throughout the day. Well, that's great, Hollis, but that's, I'm not a bodybuilder and I have a lot of food. If you're not hungry, you can lose drink calories. So if it's breakfast and you're in the, you know, you got to run, you have to take care of the kids and get to work, you can always drink a protein shake if you just don't have time or not eggs, you know, in traditional food. Uh, you must eat to lose. And that's where a lot of people go wrong. They will skip breakfast or they'll have a high glycemic, high sugar uh, coffee beverage thing and maybe some kind of scone or something, all sugar basically, or maybe even eat and not eat, have a light lunch. What happens at night? They eat everything. And yeah. if you, by thinking ahead, by fortifying the bridge with a stone pillar in the morning, and they eat less throughout the day because you can eat evenly and your energy So we must eat to lose. And that's the huge. Now, do you recommend having like a healthy fat, uh, some sort of healthy carb and healthy protein at each of those small meals? Oh, yeah. I recommend um, at least a gram of protein per pound of body weight. So if someone weighs, excuse me, uh, 135, you should have, in my opinion, 135 grams of protein a day split throughout evenly each meal. So what does that come out to? 35, 30, <laughs> Don't 35, ask me about well, math. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, yeah. But yeah, done, you know, slowly throughout the day. Uh, so anyway, to answer your question, I would have a protein at every meal because protein is what we are. Everything else is energy. Everything else is movement. Fats and carbs, the other two big macronutrients, are just energy. But protein, be it uh, vegetarian or animal, it are, is what we are made out of. That's our, our flesh. That's our composition. So therefore... Uh, we need to take protein in, and again, I can't say it enough, everything else is energy. So I'll have like a protein and then a complex carb for energy. So say a rice, a quinoa, beans, brown rice, a yam, something that is clean, non-processed, and will give us a sustained energy. And of course, I like to include in there, uh, yeah, the fat could be salmon or lean beef, or sometimes I'll put, uh, sprinkle on some almonds on there, and also have a fibrous carb, so uh broccoli, asparagus, lettuce, uh, cauliflower, something like that uh, that will help with digest, you know, fiber and digestion. And there you go. That's really what a plate should look like. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It definitely does. And I think it, you know, you, you mentioned the rice cooker. I can I can tell you how to make four different types of grains in a rice cooker. You can buy frozen vegetables. You can have chicken breasts that you cook on Sunday and have ready, I'll chop them up, have them in your fridge. You can, you know, uh, get different recipes for different types of healthy sauces and put it over. I mean, there are things you can do. I'm not saying it's super easy, but it takes a little effort. But once you prep and once you learn how to do that, you're not just going to go to those foods you used to go to because you're going to have something made in the house. You know, recently I have my 13 year old daughter. She's, mm. she's like, she's always hungry constantly. And <laughs> she is <just> endless. <laughs> and course. so the other day I felt bad. Yeah. I was sick all last week. And so I usually have stuff all prepped oh. in the fridge and I didn't. And she's looking around. She's like, mom, you have no, we have no real food. We just have these bars or these protein drinks and like, where's the real food? And I was like, okay, okay, I'm sick. I'm doing my best, but dragged my ass sick ass and went to the store and <laughs> got some real food and did some cooking. And, you know, but it's, it's funny because I mean, I should be happy, I guess, that she's wants real food, right? You know, um, 
but uh yeah, yeah. It, it can you know things come up it's it's not always easy but it's definitely worth doing well i you know what i can't speak of that experience i don't have the blessing of having children yet i hope one day but my point is that that's cool that you did that and i uh you know you went that effort to do that but i also think it's important that also being realistic as well in another regard in that sometimes mommy just doesn't want to go to the store and cook but um one thing I get excited about is finding little spots. Where I just moved, they have a chain, I never heard of it, called Captain Bees. And I'm not trying to give them a commercial, oh, food, but okay. it's a fish place. And you know, all this fried stuff that looks amazing. But they have a dish in there. It's, it's rice, uh, green beans, and tilapia. And I always tell them, that's what I want. I don't want oil or butter or any butter spray. And they do it for me, and they put Cajun spice or whatever on there. And it takes 10 mm. minutes. It's like 9 bucks, and it's fast. So my point is, Learn about food establishments around you when you don't, when mommy doesn't want to go to the store and cook, which was good of you. And you can, and, you know, and learn to eat out because it will be a huge dividend in your corner in regards to nutrition. And that's in the book. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there are times. Yeah. Everything's in this book. I mean, this should be called like the complete book of health. You don't need any others other than mine, which is coming out um, this year. I like that. <laughs> but, mine's, <laughs> my, <laughs> but mine's about uh, clean eating for sexual health and also about connection. But that's another story. Anyway, Hollis, we always have such a good time. The book is Complete Physique, Your Ultimate Body Transformation, Eat Clean, Burn Fat, Build Lean Muscle. And you know, I love having you on is, you know, we... I love how conversational it is. And I feel like I kind of got off topic here and there. But yet, I'm hoping that it's fun for people to listen to because I'm having a blast. And I, I just feels natural. Oh, awesome. and you're just so easy yeah, to talk yeah. to. So tell Likewise. us all the ways to find you. Exactly. Good. Hollisweshere.com <laughs> uh, or hollisleadman.com will have everything about me. Uh, Hollisweshere.com, which people thought was a wash service at first. I don't know why, but was here implying oh. <laughs> I was here to help people with their physiques, but whatever. HollisWasHere.com has everything about me. Awesome. All right, Hollis. Well, you can find me if you go to Health Media Gal 1 on Twitter. You can find the show Talk Healthy the Number 2 Day on Twitter, Talk Healthy Today podcast on Facebook. Uh, it's your health with Lisa Davis.com has Talk Healthy Today and Talk uh, Fitness Today, which we're doing, obviously. And I just want to mention those shows were created by AIM Media. They do Clean Eating Magazine, Vegetarian Times, Muscle and Performance, Yoga Journal, and so much more. So check them out as well. I want to thank everyone for listening and stay well. This episode of Talk Fitness was produced by The Vitamin Shop, where trusted health enthusiasts help you thrive every day. Visit one of 800 stores across the country or head to vitaminshop.com for all your wellness needs.